Welcome to the I Will Teach You a Language podcast, weekly doses of language learning tips and motivation to help you become fluent in any language. With me, Ollie Richards. Hello. Good morning, everybody, and welcome back to the I Will Teach You a Language podcast. Hope you're having a fantastic week. It's great to have you here with me. I, I always love to hear from people all the different places around the world that uh, that they're listening to the podcast. And I've had some really crazy feedback from people different different places they've been listening to the podcast over the years. And so I, it always it always gives me a gives me a little smile to think about where you might be right now as you're listening to this. Me, I am sat in my little home office in North London, looking out over a grey sky, but I'm moving house soon, and I'm going to have a brand new studio, I'm going to show you all of that, probably over on uh, Instagram, I would have thought, I'm going to show you the process of setting that up, it's going to make, it's going to stress me out really badly, <laughs> figuring out how to get my my new office set up, but it's going to be cool, because I'm going to be able to make videos of a higher quality, and um, more regularly as well, one of the things that I've often struggled with because I've never had much space in the places that I live I, I always have to kind of move things around you know if I want to make a video I have to kind of set up cameras and lights and stuff and it's such a pain um, I want to kind of have a, a space where I can just have everything set up all the time so if I want to make a video literally all I've got to do like you know I've got the lights set up the camera on the tripod I've just got to literally walk over turn on the lights and press record that's going to be super cool anyway that's uh, all coming in the next next few months We've also got a lot of exciting things in the pipeline for Russian learners. Now, Russian's not a language I've done a great deal on in the past, although we do have Russian books and a Russian grammar hero course, actually. But uh, we've got some really cool new things coming for, for Russian learners. So uh, something next week, actually, hopefully, unless it gets delayed, and then um, that's going to be a book. And then we've got a Russian Uncovered course coming early next year, which is also super exciting. And uh, and I'm really excited to tell you about the fantastic teacher I'm working with on that. So lots of good things to look forward to. But today I thought I'd tell you about something a little bit different. I'm going to tell you about some regrets that I've had in my language learning. Now, I've obviously been, I've spent a lot of time learning languages many years, and I've had you know a fair amount of success learning languages as well. So when I talk about this, people um, We'll be forgiven for thinking, Ollie, what are you talking about regrets? Why should you have regrets in language learning? But the fact is that over the last 20 years of learning languages, I would, when I think back to how I've spent my time, there are things that I would have done differently and things that I regret. Some of those things are things which made me unhappy. Other things maybe just lose a whole bunch of time. And other things I think were just kind of unnecessary. So I'm going to tell you about seven regrets that I have about my language learning. And my hope is that, not that you feel sorry for me, but that if that, but it will give you a little bit of perspective on your own learning. So it might help you make some, some decisions, or it might help you just frame your own language learning project in a in a in a in a in a better way. Sound good? Okay, let's get into it. So the first regret I have is not committing to languages for longer periods of time. I think at certain points in my life, I've been in a bit of a rush to learn more languages and it hasn't helped, I think, doing what I do, like being online and sort of being, having this, this well, you know, having a YouTube channel where part of what I do is show you how I learn languages. If I, if I, if I were to have my time again, I would prefer to commit to a smaller number of, of languages and not to pressure myself into saying, right, I have to learn this language in the next 
year or two years, but to say, this is a language I want to have for the rest of my life, and I'm going to commit to this for a, for a period of 5, 10, 15, 20 years, and to be happy with that approach and that speed. I do regret not, not doing that because I would have I would have I would have ended up with uh, more languages as a meaningful part of my life and to a higher level as well. Regret number two is not developing a reading habit earlier. Now I think when I was younger, I often I've always enjoyed reading, but I I, I found reading hard in foreign languages because it is hard, right? And but the one of the reasons I didn't like to sit sit down and spend time reading was that I didn't like to be alone and um, I would always kind of want to go out and be with people. I thought that I derived all of my energy from being around people and speaking. But what I've realized uh, in in recent years is that reading really is what has all of the power in language learning. By, by developing a reading habit, you can just learn so much faster than um, than anything else you can you can imagine, and and also if you are someone who really enjoys speaking and being with people, and you want to learn faster, well, reading is the thing that's going to allow you to learn faster. The other problem I think was I didn't really try to read things that were aligned with my interests. I'd often read things that I thought you should read, um, but again, if I was gonna if I was gonna go go back, what I would do is I, I would find things to read in my target languages on areas of real interest to me and just try to develop that habit by doing a small amount each day because I would have um, I would have learned my languages so much faster I'd be more 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 articulate I'd be better read and you know in the case of um, of languages with different scripts I would be so much better at actually uh, reading those languages so I regret not developing a reading habit earlier Regret number three is a very personal one to me, but that is uh, when I went to Japan, I wasted the first one or two years um, not working that hard, not studying that hard. The effect was that when I eventually left Japan, I was only just kind of finding my feet. So what I took from this is that when, see, when I first arrived in Japan, I was, I, was, I was kind of lonely, to be honest with you. I was by myself, didn't have any friends. Um, and of course, I made friends over time, but you know, establishing a new life for yourself in a new country, especially somewhere like Japan with very different culture, takes time. And so, like my number one priority was just kind of being okay. So you know, finding things to do, places to go, friends to be with, and obviously that's important. It's also one of the reasons I'm not a huge fan of moving abroad to learn languages because you, when you do move abroad, you have other considerations, right, other than just learning the language. But what I regret not doing is devoting time each and every day to actually learning while I was there because I would have just moved so much faster. It breaks one of my golden rules of language learning, which is being consistent. A small amount of, of work every single day consistently is going to get you so much further than anything else. So I, I really regret those, um, those first couple of years in Japan. Again, a certain amount of this comes down to, uh, to, to immaturity but also um, not really understanding the power of, of consistency. My fourth big regret, which again is personal to me, but valuable for those of you learning uh, Asian languages in particular, is that when I was learning Japanese and later Cantonese, I never sat down and put the necessary time in to learn to read and write uh, Chinese characters or kanji in, in Japanese. And then, um, so that really prevented me developing a reading habit in Japanese because I just my kanji was just not strong enough and then later when I moved on to learn to learn Cantonese I had the task of learning traditional Chinese characters and it was 
you know, that's not the kind of learning challenge that I'm good at personally, but that's, that's just an excuse. I regret not sitting down and spending a year or two really working harder at being able to read Chinese characters because that really kept a bit of a glass barrier around how far I could progress with the languages. And, you know, now at this point in my life when, when, when I, when those languages are not such a, well, I'm not, so, I'm not so motivated to, to keep progressing in those languages. It's very difficult for me to justify spending spending years focusing on, on learning to read and write Chinese characters. So in a way, I kind of feel like it's too late for me, which is not to say the need or the desire won't come back at some point in the future. But it, I, I consider it a real missed opportunity back at the time when I was actively learning these languages not to have really sat down and, and, and devoted more time and attention to them. So... My tip for anybody learning Chinese, Cantonese, Japanese, any language like that, learn to read from the beginning is going to save you so much heartache later on. Now, regret number five is trying to be someone that I wasn't. Now, what do I mean by this? When I first went to, um, I moved abroad, I was 19 years old and I went to live in Paris. And, you know, when I was 19, I didn't know anything. I was an idiot. I was like, I was like a typical 19 year old English kid. I knew nothing about anything. And uh, knew nothing about anything. Is that right? Anyway, I all I knew at the time was that okay, I want to learn French, but I didn't know really what what it meant to learn a language. And so I would do things like I would I would I would feel this need to be. I, I thought like learning French was about going and always be speaking to people. So I'd stop and speak to people on the street. I try and make friends with everyone that I met. I remember there was there was one point in the center of Paris. There was a guy who was doing like cartoon drawings in front of one of the the tourist attractions there, and I was kind of trying to practice my French with him. And he was trying to persuade me to let him draw up my portrait, and I was trying to make friends with. It's like I was trying to do these things that I thought I should do, but I now know with, with hindsight that's just not me. I don't like doing things that way. So I was trying to be someone that I wasn't, based on a kind of false false perception of what one should do when when learning a language so my regret is not spending longer trying to get to know who i was and al aligning my learning with my personality because now that i've managed to do that and you know my my story learning method is one that is completely aligned with my personality it's not only extremely effective but it's how i like to learn and i think that's why when people discover story learning they find it they either they either it's like marmite they either love it or hate it but the people that love it really love it because it's like nothing they found before because it just gels with how they like to learn it took me a long time to discover what my personality my learning style is and i think that 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 caused me unnecessary unhappiness and stress actually especially back then in france when i was super young and didn't know any better. So the takeaway here is to is to not try to mold your personality around your language learning, but to do the opposite and try to mold your language learning around you and your personality. Get to know yourself. Now, I, it would have saved me a lot of anguish and heartache in general in my life if I just got to know myself better. There's a big tip there. Regret number six is pushing myself too hard when it wasn't the right time. There have been occasions in the last few years, especially when I've been learning new languages like um, like like Cantonese, like Thai, um, for example, when I, I I just put myself under all this pressure, and I think again this internet existence really didn't help. But I kind of told myself, right, I really need to unless I'm studying three hours a day, I'm just not being serious, right? 
or after I did my my Thai project, which which you can find on YouTube, I went to Thailand and learned Thai in 14 days. It was super cool. But then I kind of went home and thought, right now I have to keep this up, and otherwise it's a it's a total total waste of time. And so I kept taking lessons for months after that. Went and putting myself under this pressure when actually it just wasn't necessary. And there have been times in my life when I put a lot of pressure on myself when it wasn't necessary, and that's probably made me unhappy and more stressed than um, than I need to be. And so relating to that is the idea that it's okay to let go of languages. It's okay to take breaks. It's okay to do some to stop doing something that doesn't bring you joy. There's nothing wrong with that, and I regret not appreciating that sooner. And then my last regret, number seven, is linking my self-worth with my language performance. And this is a re- I feel like this is a very deep psychological thing for me. I don't know if you relate to this or not, but often like part of the fascination of learning languages for me is, has always been to be able to connect with other with people in other cultures. I, I've always loved the ability to kind of transform into a different person. Like when I when I speak, uh, I always use the example of Portuguese, Brazilian Portuguese, with this because for me, speaking Portuguese really means becoming a different person, and I love that. It's, it's exhilarating to kind of become this different person, adopt this different this different personality, and so at times that's been very very helpful. But there there have also been times where I have, I, I, I've, I've, I've taken it so seriously that I've, I've linked my entire self worth to that language. And so when I've had difficult language learning experiences, like Japanese was for me, um, I would often kind of just link my happiness with how well I kind of performed in the language on, in that day. And if I had a kind of really disastrous language learning experience, uh, I mean, older readers may remember my 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 post on the worst language exchange ever which happened in hong kong and when these things happen i i i'm susceptible to let that really just give my confidence a knock and um and I take it more seriously than i really should so i guess the regret here is is not taking it so seriously Throughout doing the podcast, one of the most, one of the saddest things actually that I've heard from people who leave messages for me for the show is that they feel very isolated when they are learning their languages. They'll tell me things like, nobody understands why I care about languages. No one just gets this language passion that I have and I feel very alone. And I know exactly what that is like. I've been through that for years. And that's one of the reasons that I started my Facebook community. Um, And it's a fantastic group with over 10,000, many more by this point, actually, over 10,000 language learners, just like you, just like me, people who are learning one language, who are just starting their first journey in language learning to those who already speak far more languages than me. It's a fantastic, supportive community, which is very, very well moderated. And I'd love to invite you to join. It's completely free, and if you'd like to join, you can go to Facebook and search for Ollie Richards Fluency Mastermind. That's on Facebook, search for Ollie Richards Fluency Mastermind. You'll need to um, request to be approved, but our moderators will approve you, and you'll be in on the inside, and you'll get all the support that you need. There'll be a place to ask and answer questions. Uh, I really think that you will enjoy it and benefit from it, and I'd love to see you there. Once again, on Facebook, that is Ollie Richards Fluency Mastermind. I hope to see you there.